You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a plague, man. You beat up the bullies with your fists, you throw them in jail, everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. If one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> We'll give it a couple minutes here because, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting topic. And ultimately, if we end up needing to come back to it, I mean, you know, the great thing about doing a weekly podcast is we've got more episodes coming up. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the redemption thing because it's an interesting idea because, like, I'll, I'm going to use the most obvious one first. OK, we'll use Darth Vader. Star Wars fucking loves the redemption thing, dude. That's like one of their favorite things to do with characters. I mean, we saw it with uh, Kylo Ren in the new, new trilogy as well. And like, so like from a, from a standpoint of can Darth Vader be redeemed? I think like in a, in a personal level with his son, in his son's eyes, as Luke is standing there with him, like, is he redeemed in a way? Yes. But like, can we also mention the fact that like this guy was your father, he knew he was your father and he chopped off your fucking hand. (laughs) You know, and then was like, oh, hey, by the way, by the way, I'm your dad. You want to come hang out with me, son? Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> it's they've they've done some alternate reality shit with Star Wars where they've told different stories, like what ifs, basically. And they did one where Vader, like, doesn't die. And he like they give him a new suit of armor and it's white. It's so stupid. It's Ugh. so fucking stupid. <laughs> But like, to think that he would just be like, "Let me join, let me join the rebellion now." No, he yeah. murdered hundreds, if not thousands, of rebels, of innocent people, just he mowing them the fuck down. Yeah. Children, <laughs> like that thought he was there to protect them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Master it's... Skywalker, there's too many of them. Oh, no. <laughs> funny story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, oh, uh, it's, it's funny. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. I shared a, a video about redemption and, like, why, people, why we're obsessed yes. with redemption, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And even though, like, I'm not caught up on Star Wars like you guys are, 
Anakin was actually the first example that um, the woman used in the, in the video and was just like, it doesn't really, it, it was explained that it didn't really make a ton of sense, especially because you didn't even really get to see it happen. It was just kind of explained like, oh, he's a force ghost now. He's, he's good. And I kind of wanted to get you guys thoughts on, I guess, on, on that in particular. Like, do you yeah. think it would have helped? And is there some sort of scenario where, like, there is some sort of redemption he could have gone on that would have got him to where he was? So, he's, okay. The, the only reason he was redeemable was because he was dead. And because, like, the other people who were, like, judging him as far as, like, are they redeemable were also dead people. It was Yoda. It was Obi-Wan, his teachers. And, like, at that point, like, I guess they're all dead, so there's no hard feelings. But, like, <laughs> I, I mean, Yoda should be pretty pissed, I would think. But, I mean, it's also the whole Jedi thing. Like, it's, it's complicated because of that. Because, like, oh, you know, Jedi... Are, are losers or whatever i don't know like it it just it isn't we, i'm what? sorry go ahead i was gonna say isn't the whole concept of like a gray jedi like not even canon it's like a no, fan thing it's not canon there are, there are no gray jedis that's that's bullshit um it's, <laughs> <laughs> you'll, i i think it's a cool idea but yeah, it's no, it's 100% fan made. It's not um, real. It's, <laughs> and like people can say like all day, like, well, actually, if you look at this sort, no, mm -mm, nope, 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 nope. Because it is not expressed in the text. Yes, exactly. It's been so... in some books, but it's not been in the actual like approved canon. So sorry, guys, they don't exist because and, and that's that's a huge concept of the star wars universe and that's that's something that like often gets lost is that like it's not this universe the rules of this universe don't exist there so like right. to say like it's basically like think think of it as like an ultra religious person who in their eyes if you accept jesus christ as your personal savior at the very end on your deathbed all is forgiven they're like, well, they, they follow the rules. They did the way they were supposed to. So I, I can't I can't judge them is what they'll end up saying, more or less. You know, like they 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 follow the rules. So they're they're in heaven right now, whereas other people would be like, well, that's bullshit because they were a mass murderer. They did horrible things to children, whatever it is. In their eyes, because they follow the rules, they're redeemed. And it's the same kind of thing with Star Wars, because in the end, yeah, OK, so Vader killed hundreds of thousands of people and tortured his own daughter, cut off his own son's hand, um, was just, you know, a general piece of shit. But at the very end, he kills his boss before his boss can kill his son. And it's like, oh, well, he's good now because he renounced his badness. It's we're trying to apply the rules of our own universe to, to that. But at the same time, too, we're talking about a universe that was written by people that exist in this universe. So I think that that's part of it, too, is like our sensibilities are evolving we're seeing this leaps and bounds. I mean, like people are are demanding this in media, but we're also demanding this from our actors, our writers, our directors, our musicians. Like uh, the people in power, the people in fame, we we are demanding that they hold themselves to a higher standard, and it's fucking awesome. And I think that we're going to start seeing Star Wars evolve in that way too. Hopefully, uh, we'll see that. 
but like I think that has a lot a lot to do with it. But like I. I don't think Anakin was redeemable. I think the only thing he could have done to at least like try to save face and show that he's not a total piece of shit was do exactly what he did. But it's not like you can't like now have an Anakin Skywalker like um, statue and be like, he was such a great hero. No, he killed lots of people and was and chose the wrong side, you know, like, yeah, it, yeah it's like you think of like Mitt Romney. Yeah, he's done some nice stuff, but he's still a piece of shit. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, 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 it's just weird because it, this I mean, that really it, it really it really warps, you know, kind of what redemption should be too. that seemingly you can just be terrible like 99 percent of the time. But you do one right thing at the end and then all of a sudden you're supposed to be forgiven. It's like uh, what is it? The portrait of Dorian Gray. Where he was awful, and then like those, then the, like the a couple, he did a couple times where he was just like, oh okay, well I'm just gonna not be awful, and thought that was gonna be enough to just completely save him from from giving his soul up, and it's like no, that should the hell, like, that should <laughs> <laughs> like that shouldn't be that like that shouldn't be exactly what it is, and I, I think far too often too with with trying to redeem certain characters, just the story arcs that they try to. That they try to take these characters on don't actually do anything in the way of actually leading them towards redemption or even like atonement for like the horrible shit they did it's just like they they did one or two good things or they just weren't bad and that's supposed to be enough to, to transform people and that's not really good enough as far as i'm concerned same yeah 100 percent. yeah anakin yeah. is anakin skywalker is not redeemable um, or at the very least, he's not redeemed in the in the fucking canon, like in the in the movies. Hell, I'll even extend to like in the books, all that shit. The things that Anakin does are not things that you can just come back from. And like MC was saying, not being a dick is not the same thing as being a good person. Yes. Exactly. Suddenly deciding to make the right decision does not undo or magically wipe away all of the bad decisions you did before you made before. Um, and I, I, it reminds me of that, that line in karate kid when we were watching it together, MC and you were like, man, Daniel's got the juice. When he says to Allie, he like, doesn't apologize. He goes, I'm forgiven. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> like, that is some smooth shit, but it's also like that's not an apology. That's forgiven, uh, right? <laughs> if, if, if it's 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 the 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 uber masculine shit of like you and your boy get into a fight, and then you don't see each other for a little while. And the next time you see you see each other, you're like, we're good, right? That's not an apology, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> God damn it. It's it's. There's a degree. I, I think a lot of the redemption stuff comes from, particularly like when it's um, when it's not actually in the text, even when it's like a shitty version of it. Um, and 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 actually, the, you know, the, the video that that, that MC shared uh, um, talked about it a lot. Like that's that's a great fucking uh, uh, exploration and explanation of the stuff. It's it's people, and Mike talked about it earlier people wanting to absolve uh and 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 apply their absolve these characters and apply their own 
real morality to fictional stories. Mm -hmm. And so you get things like fucking Kylo Ren, where Kylo Ren is a piece of shit, and Kylo Ren killed a bunch of people consistently and constantly, and was on was acting in, in the on the forces of evil. But but he makes a cute couple with Ray. He's they're such so a cute, cute couple. Like oh, they have this 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 link, and they're vibing, and it's so great. Okay, like you can you can be attracted to bad people. It doesn't make you a bad person. That's fine. Like Casey Anthony was very attractive. Still a monster. Like there's yeah, there's no getting around the fact that like you know sometimes for both are, actually you know sometimes people are turned <laughs> on by shit that's fucked up like that's just how it works um you don't get to pick what turn what you know what a what a <laughs> kicks those generals in a high gear but it, it just makes me think of that meme of the person like looking at the internet and they're like ah oh, this is disgusting and then the next slide the next uh, frame is them unzipping their pants like, oh yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes you learn things about yourself um, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I think it, a lot of it comes from a good place, but I think that place is also an ignorant one and it's, I want to be a good person. Therefore I will hold myself to a, to a moral standard. And if I'm a good person, then, the, you know, good people like good things. And so if I like this villainous character, well, then there must be some sort of moral foundation that isn't properly being explored or that clearly is the basis for this character or, or their decisions. And no, sometimes bad people are bad people. You ask any actor and they'll tell you villains are more fun to play because, and it, it, it to go back to the sexual aspect of it, you know, the idea of things being dirty or naughty or like, oh, we're not supposed to talk about that. Like the whole point of that is, you know, when it's it, when it's when it's supposed to be closed off and 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 wrong, it adds an excitement to things and it and it, and it becomes more enticing. Um, you know, the the usage of the word uh, tempt and temptation, like. That's what the devil did to Jesus in the desert. Like, and now that's a word we use to describe like chocolate cake. Uh, so it, it's Ooh, sacrilegious. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, I think that it's, it's, it's a, it's a kind of a desperate hope for um, people to, to not, not be bad people. Like well, I want to like a thing, and I and I I I want to be a pure person. So in order for me to like that thing, that thing has to be pure, and that's not how it fucking goes. You can like problematic things as long as you can acknowledge the problematic aspects of those things. Well, I think that that's what you're pointing out is like it's a it, it's a study in psychology where it becomes yeah. an issue of I can't I'm a good person, and I can't like a bad thing because that would make me a bad. Th it, it's think about it though. It's the same thing with what's going on politically too. Like I voted for this person and this person has done bad things, but I'm not a bad person. So I'm going to defend this person and I'm going to search through 
hours and hours of biased media. I'm going to use YouTube as my source to try and desperately prove that there's no possible way that I'm a bad person for supporting this bad person. Mm -hmm. And like, we will, we will go through just hoops and jump through ridiculous challenges and dig and dig and dig and dig just to try to prove something that doesn't need to be proven. Because you know what you can say? Like, it, we've ran into this with the Joss Whedon thing. We ran into this with the Gina Carano thing. Um, somebody on our group page mentioned it. She was saying, she was like, uh, she's very, very fit, um, friend of mine from high school, Ariana. And she's like, I really liked that there was a muscular female being represented because you don't see that very often. She's like, and it breaks my heart that Gina Carano is a piece of shit. But you know what she didn't do? She didn't defend her. Yeah. Because... Once you get to that point, once you get to the point of no return, that's it. You got to let it go. There's a, uh, funny enough, a Joss Whedon property that has a wonderful ending that talks about this very, this, this, this very thing, you know, because the, the, this particular character's story arc from when he is first introduced in a whole other series is all 100% about redemption. And that's Angel. Angel from Buffy, all he wants to be is redeemed. He did terrible shit, and through his, you know, uh, Roma curse, he now has a soul, and so he's aware of it, and he feels terrible, and blah, 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 blah. Um, so all he wants to do is have the slate wiped clean. I, I want to do enough good in the world that I can maybe balance out all the bad. And that show was supposed to run for another like season or two. Angel, the spinoff show. Yeah. And apparently they they you know they got the word that they were going to be canceled, and so there were some rewrites made in terms of how they're going to handle the ending. And the ending to that show is one of my favorites in media. Period. Right. Um, have you have you seen it, Mike? Um, not to that extent. No. I mean, I've seen like bits and pieces of it, but yeah. Okay. So so if I say like Wolverine Heart, you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, that's fine. Wolfram and Hart is this, uh, it's this law firm um, that you find it is actually like, you know, run by fucking uh, uh, like druids and shit, like old warlocks that have been, basically Wolfram, it's the wolf, the ram, and the heart. Um, It's this arcane uh, organization that's been around for, for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years, not thousands of years. Um, And they're trying to bring about the biblical apocalypse. Uh, they're yeah. trying to open a portal to hell. And, like most law firms do, yeah. Like most law firms, waka waka. Um, <laughs> and and so they become the antagonists pretty much from no from the first episode. They're they're the they're the series antagonists. Um, and you know, without going too much fucking detail, spoilers for the end of a show that ended two decades ago. Um, it's like. Wolfram and Hart, even though Angel ends up like, you know, like like Angel and 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 all all of our lead characters are running the law firm, plans have been put into place and they come to fruition, and the fucking apocalypse happens, and the last episode of that show ends with a portal to hell opening up in the sky over L.A. and demons and dragons and all kinds of awful shit pouring out of it. An angel holding a sword, looking up at it, fade to black. And it is a perfect metaphor and representation 
of what we're talking about because Angel doesn't get redeemed. There are certain things, there are certain lines once you cross them that there's no uncrossing them. If you want to be a better person after the fact, that's great. But it doesn't mean that you're a good person. And the ending of that story is so perfect and succinct for me, uh, and, and which is and, and particularly funny because they like run out of money too, so they didn't really know what they were gonna do, and it becomes just like no, no Angel fights forever. The hope is that he'll be able to, to stop fighting one day and maybe be able to live his life or just die. Um, but no, you fight forevermore, as far as this show is concerned, as far as your story overall is concerned. And there was a fucking sequel comic where they went into the hell a and blah, blah, blah bullshit. But as far <laughs> as I'm lie. concerned, it's pretty dope though. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's a quality pun. I'll give them that. People are high fiving each other after writing that shit. Like, you know, like... <laughs> oh yeah, no. Somebody was somebody wrote that on a, on a whiteboard as a joke, and it stuck. Um, no, no. What if we actually did it? Oh, no, no. But, but, but seriously, what if that was whack? We actually called it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that guy got fired, and then somebody else used that idea. Um, it's 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 a great representation of like. This is a character like this is multiple series worth of exploration and character development, and it ends with like on a down note, where it's like no man, there's there's no there's no point at which while you are still functioning, you'll be able to just be like all right, well I've done enough, the slate is clean, I have wiped the red from my ledger, we're good to go. No. You fight forever, and when you're dead, you're going to hell. That's the okay. So, so here's the question that I have for for both of you then, because I, I get what you're saying. Like these are the decisions that you made. This is what you did. Is there no making amends? Is there no path to redemption? Like where is the line drawn? Is is ultimately the question here? Because like there there has to be some place where you can be redeemed and the decisions that you make because like well let, let's put again he killed a lot of fucking people but like <laughs> anakin was 19 i think was his age when he did that or he like in his 20s he's bad he's, decisions he's, i mean he's a yeah. tiny child yeah yeah bad decisions were made you know <clears throat> like and obviously, like, you know, mass murders kind of <laughs> on a different level. Like, I can't believe I'm advocating for fucking Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> well, Look, Darth Vader was a dick, but I'm just saying he was a kid. OK, let's give him a break. Like, no, what I'm saying is, is like, where's the line drawn? Like, when can you be redeemed and when can't you be redeemed? Like, can you think of a character who did have a redemption arc that actually like was like, you know what? OK, they atoned for what they did. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> I think of. <laughs> Uh, I mean, for, well, on on the front end, before I even explain the characters, um, I, I think it's possible, but it also depends. Because I, th I think the issue for a lot of these characters when, when people want to claim that they've been redeemed is they never actually go through any process of redemption or atonement for what it is that they did. Yes. They treat, they treat the redemption, they treat the redemption as, again, as if it's, you know, okay, I did one good thing here, or I did a couple good things here, so that means, you know, I'm totally, 
I'm totally good now. I'm totally saved and totally redeemed. And that's that's not really the the the, the case if you're if you're going to be redeemed. It's not a matter of just do just doing good. It's a matter of atonement. It's a it's a matter of of changing the person you are, realizing what you did, realizing why you did it and why it's bad, and going through the process of of changing it. And I think one of the characters that most notably illustrates that is the character of Zuko from Avatar, who like so many people point to when you can when you when when you talk about a perfect redemption story, because his redemption didn't take place over a couple episodes. It didn't take place over the course of just a season or two. He didn't fully turn himself around until the final season of that show. And it, t- it took all four seasons. You got to you got to watch him along the journey realize realize uh, what his father's indoctrination did to him in terms of realizing why he was the way he was why he did many of the things he did not using that as an excuse but saying i still did those things and i need to atone for those and much like in real life when you're when you're trying to change who you are he had missteps he failed Several times he went back and was and, and did and, and in some cases did stuff similar to what he was doing early on. And, and it was a journey and it was a process for him to eventually get to that point where he was at peace, where he had fully changed, where he fully realized the weight of everything that he had done uh, when he was still serving under his father and the fire na- and the fire nation. And even then. And this is one of my favorite things about it. Towards the end of Avatar, when he's interacting with Aang and all of the other characters, who all of whom he had done horrible shit to, he didn't push back when they weren't as accepting of the fact that he had changed. He didn't. He didn't say, "No, no, no, guys, I, I'm different now. I'm. I'm not. You know, I'm. I, I'm not that guy that I was. You know, t- t- in season one. I'm. 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 I'm someone else now. And it was a it was a process for the people he had harmed to eventually come around and he didn't try to egg them on a, along the way when they were comfortable and when they were when when they were when they felt that it was necessary they began to accept him back and you could see that you could see his character arc come full circle and that was the thing I, I liked the most that they didn't rush it they, they showed him his missteps they showed his failing they showed his journey they showed the people he harmed not even fully accepting him once he had actually changed and showing the process that he, that he went through to, to earn their trust back to to show that he wasn't that person anymore and even and even doing the right thing even when it, even if it meant not getting the uh not getting the support or the acknowledgement from the people he had harmed. So, I mean, like it's, it's totally possible yeah. for a character to be redeemed, but like how, how they go about it, how, how, how it's written, how like the journey that character goes on realizing that it's, it's not going to be some, it's not going to be something that you're done with by, by next week or next month. Like all of that matters. So like it's possible, but the journey of how they get there is is the is the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Absolutely that. I'm trying to think of like other other examples and like I had one and I lost it and that's going to drive me nuts now. Oh, oh, the fucking X-Men. Jesus Christ. Like Professor Xavier takes everybody. 
He's just like, uh, Sabretooth, yeah, you have tried to murder Wolverine like multiple times. You've killed countless people. Uh, you need a place to stay? You've got a big mansion. You can crash here. Like, it's the exact opposite because Professor Xavier, well, I mean, they've changed him in recent years where he's become this weird, like, megalomaniac fucking thing. But, like, at, at his core, that's what he was, is he was this person that felt that everybody was redeemable all the time. And especially when it came to mutants, because he like those were his people and he wanted to believe that they they were inherently good. And like, I just remember reading the comic books as a kid and getting pissed. I was like, why the, this guy is Magneto. He's trying to redeem Magneto. And Magneto is like, hey, I'm going to go steal some nuclear weapons from a downed Russian sub that I fucking sunk years ago. And I'm going to use it to defend my asteroid home. And if anybody fucks with me, I'm just going to nuke the entire Earth. It's just like, but and Professor Xavier is just like, oh, Eric, <laughs> you, you silly magnet man. Like he just... Like, I never fucking understood that. And, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't, it, it, like, from the standpoint of, like, a very, like, myop, myop, well, not myopic, very, like, hypoglycemic, very, like, um, oh, everything's great and wonderful, and we can all be friends, and we can all hold hands and use our mutant powers and make rainbows and shit. But, like, yeah, like, that's, it, it's hard. And I, and I guess that that's, it's easier to tell stories like that than to hold people accountable. Oh, yeah, it's definitely easier. Hundred yeah. um, percent. It's it's fruitless, and it's it's fucking clawless. Uh, there's no fucking teeth there, um, and they're not really stories that tend to be worth remembering. Um, and I, I think also there's there's I don't necessarily think the story of Anakin Skywalker is one of one of redemption, even though I, and like the fact that he shows up as a forest ghost is really you know severely gonna fucking undercut my point um <laughs> because that's some bullshit no it's but, cool they invited uh, me to the party it's cool like, yeah no it's fine it's fine um i mean can you imagine a situation where someone had been being a total bastard for oh i don't know decades um like them and all their friends in like a massive group uh really hurting a ton of people um in like oh i don't know a country or a planet uh, and then when things didn't go their way, suddenly they were like, hey, let's all come together. You know, don't be divisive. Unity. Um, like, that would be fucking absurd. Um, Again, like, it's like after, after you know, that, that person who happened to be president for four years and uh, is out of office and um, he incited a riot. Um, they, they pull a Daniel LaRusso and they just show up and they're like, I'm forgiven, right? Mike, I don't know why you're getting political, man. Um, so, but yeah, imagine imagine a scenario where Anakin sure survives. He, he survives his run-in with the Emperor, right? Yeah. He saves Luke. He kills the Emperor, but he doesn't die. And Luke comes to Endor with fucking Darth Vader by his side. And is like, no, guys, it's cool. He's my dad, and he stopped me from dying. Everybody's supposed to just be okay with that. Like Leia and Han and everybody who are just like, oh yeah, you know, we know that you've killed countless members of our, our friend members of our friends and, and compatriots, and you know, you have basically been the face for evil for the last thirty years or more. No, like twenty years, uh, um, across the galaxy. 
but you know you uh you you help to undo at least a little bit a situation you yourself helped create so we're all good no like, that's not a redemption story he literally tortured han solo for no reason he blew up leia's home planet um, killed her adopted father, killed her adopted mother, killed all of her adopted siblings. Like, and we're just, yeah, like, nah, nah, we're, we're good, right? <laughs> the way that story works for me is it's not a story of redemption. It's a story of no one is one thing. Anakin Skywalker did terrible things. Um, and... There's and there's no excusing them. There's no undoing them. But at the same time, you can still make good decisions. Like there's it's 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 not a story of redemption. It's a story of understanding that it's never too late to try to be better, even if you don't succeed. Like what like with what uh, uh what MC's talking about with Zuko. Like you're gonna fuck up. You're gonna make mistakes. But you can always try. Like. The, the last thing he does before he dies is get to see his son that he's whose life he's saved. And and it doesn't wipe away everything that happened before. Like there's I don't I don't I don't think that there's just file redemption for fucking Anakin Skywalker. Certainly not in that story. Um, but he makes a good decision um, and and going forward, you know, in the 10 minutes he has left. He, he tries to be a better person. Um, and I think that's inspiring. And I think there, there's something to be taken from that. But the idea that if you suddenly make a good decision to undo the bad decisions you've set up personally um, that you followed through on, uh, you're, you're now not an asshole. No, fuck that I shit. Wanna, I want to talk about one that I still don't know how I feel about. Okay. Yondu. I was just about to talk about Yondu. Go ahead. I don't know how I feel about him, man. Because ultimately, like, his whole thing was, like, he ostracized himself from the Reavers because of basically taking on Peter Quill as, like, I don't know. Like, it, he he kidnapped the kid. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I, I can't, I don't see him as redeemed in the end. I, he did a good thing. But like I hated that they tried to change the narrative because he was he was cruel. He was mean and like it was that whole like boy named Sue concept of like, well, I taught you how to get tough because that's how you were gonna have to survive, you know, get tough or die sort of shit, which is like Those are my least favorite type of characters to redeem. Yeah, it's like it's like revisionist bullshit history, you know, like, uh, oh, well, you know, what I did was to make you tougher. Like, OK, in a sense, too, but you were still a dick. Yeah. And like it doesn't make that ending of the movie any less emotional because that's a fucking emotional ass ending to that movie. It's still it still like resonates because Peter Quill is, is heartbroken because he meets his father, his real father. Turns out that his father is a, 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 a god who's trying to like take over the universe but then his adoptive father sacrifices himself to save him. So it's like, it's still impactful, but like, I don't think him, of him as a hero in the end. I think he's a, a complex character. I think he's an interesting character, but like the whole like, oh, well, you know, he broke the rules because you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to um, 
what, what was it that S- Stallone said to him? Like, basically that he, like, he was out of the group because he was, like, human trafficking, more or less, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. That, and then, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and then he had a battle of conscience, and that's why he didn't uh, trade off um, Quill to the slavers or whatever the hell that were trying to get him. But, like, you still kidnapped a kid, you know? Like, <laughs> you could have returned him to Earth, and you did not. Yeah, you could have taken him back. <laughs> <laughs> It's 100%, like 100. You absolutely like, Yeah, but Yondu's a hero, you know. Well, he's a hero. Well, then why the fuck didn't he take Peter back to Earth, where he was from? Yeah, I it's, think. Go ahead. No, no, I, I, I think that that you're absolutely right. And I was gonna bring up Yondu as a great example of, um, it. I don't think that's a redemption story. I don't think it's supposed to be a redemption story. I think it's a reframing, and there's definitely some retcons in there, uh, that that shift perspective. Um, but I think it's a story about loving a problematic person. Um, Yandu's, I mean, you know, Yandu's line about, you know, he might've been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. Um, neither were you motherfucker. That's like, he was, (laughs) he was, he was just a shitty, abusive daddy. (laughs) Like Yandu did terrible things. Um, He's not a hero by the end of that story, but it doesn't change the fact that Peter Quill, good and bad, would not be who he is if not for him. Now, yeah, sure. that's cause... not necessarily a good thing. No, we saw you know? that in Infinity War. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, he he ended up raising a kid uh, who was not emotionally mature, who... Um, wasn't able to see past his own emotions um, and and his own desires. And uh, even when he he made the hard decision, um, it was it was after much cajoling and 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 much, uh, uh, you know, he he had an opportunity to do to do the right thing. and and he he eventually tried to, but it was too late. Um, I also think that that, Star-Lord gets way too much shit for what happens in those movies um, with regard <laughs> to Thanos. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, I think that the story... I mean, like, let's... let's, You know, I, I think the idea that the, um, the Ravagers are, you know, all stand-up folks... <laughs> like... No, there's no fucking way. I th- I think that there's definitely like you know there's lines they won't cross, um, but the idea like you know the fucking Firefly cast, Malcolm Reynolds is a fucking criminal. He there's reasons he is, uh, and there's justifications you can make. But at the end of the day, you know, and he, and he and he's got his own moral code, blah blah blah. But he's still a fucking thief, and he's still a mercenary, and like he'll still do awful shit for money. Um, I think the story of Yondu and particularly the way it ends is it's not about justifying who this guy is. It's about acknowledging it and acknowledging that he's a, like you said, he's a complicated character. He's a complex character. And, you know, I remember talking to, you know, being in high school and, and being an angry teenage boy um, and talking to my English teacher about, you know, the frustrations I had with my parents and stuff and, and, and them saying that they did their best. 
And that's also always something that that's always kind of rung hollow for me is the idea that whatever whatever your parents did, they did their best. No, they didn't. They probably didn't do their best most of the time. They did what they did. Um, you know, they they made the decisions they made, and there's no one doing them. There's no going back. Um, but the idea that someone did their best is absurd, mostly because most people don't give their give 100% all the time. Most people give 100% half the time. Um, but whatever was done, it, it can't be undone. Um, Yanu didn't do good things most of the time. Um, but he did what he did. Uh, and, and you get moments like, like when, when, uh, uh, when Yandu calls out rocket for being an asshole and then proceeds to explain who rocket is and says, you know, I know who you are because you're me. Um, he's a guy who has been reckoning with the, the mistakes he's made for a long, long time. And I think what is interesting about that story and about his narrative in particular is the fact that it's, it's not about, you know, wiping a slate clean and, 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 and making him into a hero because all of those characters are to some extent awful people, um, with like very minor exceptions. Um, but Yandu is, he's, he's better than, and than he would have people believe um, and he's he's not as worse as everyone assumes, I think, is a way to take that character. Yeah. MC, man, were there any, like, standout redemption stories that you're just like, oh, these are bullshit? Or, like, some that you were... Like, you already gave a great example of one where, like, the person tries to atone for what they did. Um... So I have one in, I have one in mind. The thing is, his arc hasn't fully been completed yet. Um, so like, I, I can't even really, I can't fully speak to it, but I think to, I, I well, okay. So I, I'll explain. Cause actually it, it was kind of annoying to see people kind of anoint him as redeemed. So there's this character in, um, my hero academia, his name is Endeavor. He is the number two pro hero, right? He's, he's number two. He wants to be number one but can't seem to figure out what about All Might makes him number one and why he just can't ever be as good as him. So All Might ends up having to retire, which kind of makes Endeavor the default number one. But the problem is, even though he like finally achieves the thing that he that he he does, he doesn't fully understand why why his son doesn't fuck with him and why people don't kind of cheer for him the same way that they they cheer for others. Now, for backstory, Endeavor was very abusive to his entire family. So abusive that his wife has to be constantly is constantly hospitalized um, because his because he basically only married his wife because he wanted to do this eugenics thing of creating the perfect hero son. Jesus. By combining his powers with his wife's with his wife's powers to create the perfect hero son. And so they had, I want to say like five, five kids and they all like have some level of like trauma or like stuff that's like wrong with them. 
Uh, Shoto is the main is one of the main prominent characters, and he doesn't he doesn't fuck with Endeavor at all, primarily because he was the son that Endeavor like was trying to create in terms of abilities. So he endured the most abuse, and on top of that, he only he also uh, had to witness his mother being beaten and abused throughout his entire childhood to the point that his mother doesn't want anything to do with him because when he when his mother looks when Shoda's mother looks at him, she's reminded of the abuse that she suffered at the hands of Endeavor, and just gets triggered and like it's just it's a bad time. It's it's a totally bad experience, right? Hey, quick aside, man. Like I I want to watch this now, because like this is like normally with a- anime, I'm like oh well the stories are like like Dragon Ball Z. I'm like all right, so it's just another alien and they're just gonna fight an alien. Great, okay, cool, whatever. But like this sounds interesting as fuck. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a prominent thing like when you follow Shoto's character because you meet his father and like his father is a respected character publicly uh because he's number 2 and like no one can really under like people are just wondering like why doesn't he like why isn't like why isn't he following Endeavor? Like his father's a pro hero like when they when the, why isn't he interning under his father when he's trying to get his hero license? Why isn't he like going to his father for advice or stuff? And it is strained and, and, and it stems from it too. And, and, and from Shoto's perspective, it's interesting because his ability, uh, Endeavor's powers are fire. Like he, he controls fire basically. So Shoto, his, his abilities are he's half fire, half ice. With his left side, he can, uh, can use fire, right side uses ice. Because of his relationship with his father, he refuses to fight with his left side. Even if it gives him a disadvantage in battle, um, and so yeah, it's a it's a it's a big thing. So like when Endeavor becomes the number one, like I said, he he doesn't fully explain. Like he he's the number one now. Like why doesn't my son want anything to do with me? Why don't these people, you know, who were all rah rah and so on and so forth for Endeavor? I mean for for all my like why don't they why don't they uh, you know, why aren't they, you know, here for me? You know, when when I show up, how come people don't have that feeling of, okay, the day is about to be saved. We're, we're in good hands. And ultimately, Endeavor uh, is actually something that All Might kind of says to him in, in passing of, you're not a good person. And, 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 and his ambitions... And all the things that he has strived for, like he didn't care about any of the damage that he dealt on his way to achieving the thing that he got. So because of that, he wasn't able to fully showcase or like inspire inspire people. Like you can look at again his entire fa- his entire family, where his own son doesn't want anything to do with him, where uh, his, his, all of all of his other children and, and his wife are all deal all dealing with some sort of trauma through the emotional, uh, verbal and physical abuse they all suffered through their childhood. And Endeavor because Endeavor never made amends with any with any of that. It's like he he's not someone who knew how to actually connect with people. And it was through all my kind of saying this to him that Endeavor kind of made this decision in his head that he was going to try to be a better person now. And so, like, what ultimately happens at the end of season four is he he really like because he had this real this realization, 
he decides to try to be his own person, not try to copy what All Might did and not try to do stuff the old way, but just kind of be the hero that he feels like he was supposed to be a hero his son could be proud of. And so many people at the end of the most recent season, because Endeavor kind of by his own accord, uh, you know, like was trying to atone for the person that he was. Everyone is claiming that this dude is redeemed now that he, you know, he, he did, he did the right thing and he did it the right way. And because, you know, he's finally that guy now, so many people are saying that he, like he's, that he's been redeemed despite the fact that he never repaired his relationship with Shodo and Spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't read the manga, anyone who's listening. But they just revealed that one of the biggest villains of the series is actually Endeavor's first son, who oh, he abused. <laughs> who, 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 he, who he abused and discarded. And and like the fact that like he like he he even he even turned to stuff like self harm and that's why he looks the way he does. And like it's it's this super crazy thing where like currently like Endeavor is now being forced to deal with the fact that one of the biggest villains that they've been dealing with for the entire run of this series is one that he created through all of his abusive behaviors and something that he actually has to deal with. And so for me, like I'm not caught up, so I, I don't actually know what's actually happening. But for me, because there was always this cloud of you know, like these people he abused never got any kind of reconciliation, not an apology. There was no real attempts at atonement or, 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 or feeling bad for what he had done until he realized that it wasn't benefiting him as a hero. Like it, it, it was a hard sell for me to call him that or to feel like he was a redeemable character because he finally did like a good thing the right way at the end of the season. So like I, 100% disagreed with like all of the fandom who was like had this dude trending on Twitter when the final episode came out because I'm like this doesn't make sense like what did how's he redeemed what what the fuck what did he do he just realized that his old ways weren't benefiting him and then decided to change that that's self, not it was redemption. self-serving basically yeah, yeah it's not it it's not redemption on top of that again his entire family who he abused have they they've gotten nothing for it They've got they've got nothing in the way of atonement or apology or or really much of anything. And so like it's like I, I disagree. I disagree with that. And I think you guys will, too, based oh, on because yeah. it, it just doesn't make sense how people are claiming this dude is redeemed and how he's a, he's a good guy now. And he's someone we can get behind and root for because of what happened. Like, I, I don't get it. Well, and to use one of my favorite uh, Southernisms, uh, furthermore, when it was when it was um discovered that he actually had another son that he treated like shit like it's kind of hard to redeem somebody now because now you're like oh hey by the way there's this secret thing that i never atoned for or never did anything to try to yeah. fix um just kind of there <laughs> yeah, and are no. still actively disregarding yeah <laughs> yeah like i yeah, yeah so much of this just comes down to people wanting to what there's this moral purity that people keep striving for and you see it when when something gets revealed about like you know so like like joss whedon you know when when all this really came to a head 
Um, and there's and like unequivocally, he's a piece of shit. Suddenly, there's all these cries of like, I never liked Buffy, and Avengers sucked, and all this. It's like, hold on. No, you didn't. <laughs> Quit trying to retcon reality, okay? It's okay that you didn't know. It's okay that you feel bad, uh, and that maybe you feel some guilt. You shouldn't feel guilty about it. You didn't know about it. Um, it's a different situation if you were on set, and you were like, oh, Joss is a great guy. Um, but if you're someone for whom this is brand new, then that's all right. Um, it's, it's up there with people who are like, Chick-fil-A has always sucked. I've never liked that food. All right. That, you're, sure. you sound like, it sounds like bullshit to me. Like, it sounds like you I, are trying to have always been right. And I don't believe yeah. it. Let, let's be, let's be brutally honest here. Okay. Like I've, I've gone back and forth with it a lot. Uh, with Chick-fil-A and I've actually like recently decided I was like you know what I'm just not I'm not gonna go there I'm not gonna I'm I personally won't and like if my wife and my son and my daughter they want to go there that that's on them I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna they're not gonna get my money throwing them under the bus <laughs> well, like, you have to realize too that like for the most <laughs> I'm not going to place my personal beliefs on them if that's what they choose to do because like sandy makes a valid argument about it she's like this particular chick-fil-a that we support is a franchise and they do a ton of good things for the local schools in the area they like their hiring practices they like the people that they have in their stores are not representative of the things that people think about them as a business fair justification and that's fine it's I'm not gonna go back and say like, oh, their chicken's bullshit. Their fucking chicken's delicious. That's a horseshit. It's delicious. Yeah. It is. I miss I miss the frosted lemonade so much. It's so fucking yes. tasty. It makes yeah. me very sad. Because <laughs> you've made you made the decision as well that you were like, I'm no longer going to patronize this establishment because of that. Yeah. But you're not going back and changing. You're not going back and having this weird thing where it's like, no, I have to have been perfect the whole time. No, it, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. It, it it doesn't it doesn't allow for character evolution. It doesn't allow for you know recognizing mistakes you've made and growing and 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 being able to make that atonement and being willing to change. It just is a matter of you know I'm not just right now. I've always been right. I can I can live in my perfect morality and know that I've never made a mistake. That is up there with I don't see color. Well, fucking open your goddamn eyes because you know, your inability to recognize reality is a real goddamn problem for most of us. I read a, um, I read a fucking perfect tweet the other day that said um, I don't care if you're green, black, purple, blue, brown, yellow, dot dot dot, the next thing that comes out of this person's mouth is going to be racist. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah, 100%. And, like, there's 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 all kinds of justifications that can be made for any number of things. And, you know, there's something to be said for the, you know, the fact that there's no real, uh, uh, what is it, there's no, there's no ethical purchase, there's no ethical consumption under, under capitalism. Like, you know, no matter how you look at it, if you go far enough and you look deep enough, there's going to be some awful shit going on with any giant corporation. Um, 
So, like, you know, you got to make the decisions that are that you're comfortable with, things that you're okay with. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't have to, I am no one's fucking dad. So I don't have to sign off on the shit people do. Um, but, you know, recognize that what you're doing does have long lasting consequences and does affect other people and, and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, it, it, everything we do calls cast ripples. Um, so for me, like that's a bridge too far. That is something that I've decided is, um, is not something I'm willing to do. I have gay friends who eat at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> like, there's no getting around that. And their response is, it's fucking delicious. So I don't care. Like, one person on the board is a shitty company? Oh, no. And, like, I say this as someone who is excited as shit to watch WandaVision tomorrow. Ike Perlmutter is on the board of Marvel and Disney. He's a piece of shit Trump supporter. But... I can make my if 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 I suddenly started cutting out every single thing that had someone who was morally objectionable touching it at some point in production, I would be sitting in the woods enjoying my own fan fiction about the squirrels I see. <laughs> because we have to write this by the way. Like this is like awful. <laughs> people are shitty and you know power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely like there's no getting away from it so all you can do is make the individual decisions that are gonna that you feel comfortable making um there's a reason nobody's been to the good place in the last you know however many thousands of years god damn it <laughs> right, I forgot about... oh, but yeah man. that's it's... that's my long and short on it i i, I get you man and like it's you, you called me out for calling out my wife and <laughs> and kid for this because I'm very glad they don't listen to the pod. Yeah, right. Yeah, they don't. Well, no, and like that's the thing. Is Sandy and I have had this conversation before. Like she she doesn't give me shit for it. She's like, you know, make your decision. That that's cool. Fine, whatever. I'm not gonna. I won't go get you a chicken sandwich. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like it's not like there's no hard feelings about it because we because I know I know her as a person. I know where her heart lies i know the things that she does and the, and the things that she believes like that's the problem is too often it becomes a binary thing and like i'll, I'll say this um, when i wrote my article about the popeye's chicken sandwich it was one of my favorite articles that i've written because i just i had so much fun writing it i literally was like normally i try to be very like structured in the way that i write things and it's like i'm going to do this and i want to say this i i just kind of took off all the filters on that one i was just like i'm gonna write whatever the fuck i want like i'm just gonna just go nuts and that's what happened and it came out really really good well in pushing that article and saying hey they made this chicken sandwich that's exactly like chick-fil-a's the response that I got from it across the board from a lot of people was like, well, I'm still going to go get it because this is not Chick-fil-A. And I'm just like, okay, cool. But like, you're missing the point. Like you're missing the point that like they could have done their own thing and they're 
comparing themselves to this other thing. And guess what? It wasn't because they're trying to be like the holder of the holy chicken sandwich that's not racist or, you know, that's not um, anti-LGBTQ. That was not their intent. They did this because they wanted to make money. And that's why they're copying Chick-fil-A. They did not do this because it was like, hey, now you can come here and you can have a similar chicken sandwich without the guilt of, of supporting a company that hates gay people. You know, like, so that was my biggest issue with it was that like that was the one thing that everybody took away from this well now i can go get it because it's it's not chick-fil-a motherfucker you are missing the point and like just because you have a moral stance against something doesn't mean the rest of the world does and like you said there is no ethical consumption in capitalism it, it, we would be in the woods writing our fan fiction about squirrels and <laughs> making our own acorn mush to eat because you wouldn't be able to eat at any restaurant like it's like the bigger you scale up, the more likely that there's bodies buried somewhere under that fucking company. Yep. And there's just no getting around it. It, it. It's 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 you know it's up there with the whole like you know self-made man idea. No, you're not, motherfucker. Like you didn't make yourself. I'm sure you put in plenty of hard work, but usually the people who say that shit haven't. Um, but that doesn't mean that everything you did happened in a vacuum. You wouldn't have been able to succeed in the ways that you have without help from other people, without people who like, you know, and hiring somebody to work at your factory automatically means you're not self-made because if they weren't there, you wouldn't be making money. Um, so yeah, like it, it's, it's a, a, a friend of mine mentioned that a particular dice company is run by a neo-Nazi. And I, which is funny enough, is fucking Gatekeeper Dice or Gatekeeper Games, which is hysterical. Like, way, way to be fucking uh, conscious of that shit. Um, and I was like, oh, that sucks. And so I reached out to my local game shop. I was like, hey, just a heads up, don't buy anything from them. And I, I and they were like, oh, well, <laughs> I'm gonna kill that pre-order. Uh, <laughs> and and it was just, you know. That was a decision they made. That was a decision that they were conscious of. And they were like, all right, well, we're not going to support that. Um, but if, yeah, like, I don't know. Try not to be an asshole is really what it all comes down to. Like, per usual. Just don't be a dick. And, you know, do your best at that. You're going to fail. Like it's a catchphrase or something, man. This is like the perfect right? time, yeah. perfect, perfect way to close up shop here. Like, we have t-shirts and shit that say this. Don't be a juice bag. Yeah. Give a shit. Give a give a give a quarter shit. And that'll help a lot. Yeah. I think that's what it really boils down to here. We had a fucking lot of podcasting tonight, didn't we? <laughs> that we did. Creating content for you because we care. We care about you, the listener. Seriously, it's it's amazing to me every single time. I say it at the end of every podcast for a reason. Because you this is an effort thing. This is not a passive thing. This is not something. This is not a U2 album that just shows up in your iTunes one day. Like, you actively have to sign up. You have to actively subscribe to our podcast to listen uh, to listen to our stuff to um, go on the website. So we, we really appreciate that you take time to be part of this. Um, it's awesome. It really, it really truly is. We got more stuff coming up for you guys in the near future when it comes to the podcast endeavors. 
there, there's so much there's so much more that you're going to get from us here soon so just keep keep your ears open keep your eyes open uh we'll keep providing you keep listening that's pretty much how this deal works but thank you all again for listening thanks to mc brooks thanks to james rambo uh for their awesome contributions as always and from me mike lunster the editor-in-chief of ggr again thank you so much but also to remember stay safe Make sure you're wearing your masks. Sometimes you got to wear two. You know, it sucks. I get it. But like, it's going to be for the greater good. We're going to get through this in the end. Okay. Make sure you're trying to be as nice as you possibly can to people because everybody's pissed off right now because we've all been stuck in this shit for almost a year now. Um, Don't be a juice bag, as I mentioned before, but we can get through this. You know why we can get through this? Because together, together, there are no heights we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Everybody needs to know somebody who cares, just a friendly face. You can trust to be there. Aren't you afraid to be known and not be a stranger? But no one is connecting The human element has long been missing Tell me, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Oh, are we alone? I need something to believe in Tell me This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, boy! <laughs>